Welcome everyone to Manifesting Your Dream Life in 2023. Today, Patty and I want to continue to explore and discuss The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks, Getting Specific and How to Spot the Upper Limit Problem in Daily Life. Before delving, however, further into today's topic of discussion, let me briefly summarize our last segment, Making the Leap in 2023 and the Four Hidden Barriers based on fear and false belief. Let's do a quick recap on the four hidden barriers. These are four fears and false beliefs that are holding the upper limit problem in place. The first one is feeling fundamentally flawed. You are comfortable thinking there's something wrong, bad or flawed about you. The second barrier is abandonment and disloyalty. When you're stuck behind this barrier of abandonment and disloyalty, your unconscious mantra goes something like this. I cannot expand and successfully thrive because that would cause me to end up all alone and be disloyal to my loved ones. The third barrier is believing that more success will bring more burden. If this belief has a grip on you, your upper limit mantra goes something like this. I can't expand to my highest potential because I'd be an even bigger burden than I am now to my loved ones. And last but not least, barrier number four is outshining. The unconscious mantra of outshining someone goes like this. I must not expand to my full potential because if I did, I would outshine a loved one, a friend, a boss, or a sibling and make them look or feel bad. See, your upper limit problem lives in the moment by moment interactions you have with yourself and the people around you. And the only way to repattern, remove and replace this, the upper limit problem is to focus on what matters to, and become the best version of yourself. Now, conquer your hidden fear and take life to the next level by asking yourself the question, what would I love? Direct your energy to make a positive difference in the world. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, we highly encourage you to do so. You'll walk away with many gold nuggets to help you create the desired results. And now, without further ado, let's welcome my partner and fellow coach, Patty, to the call. Good morning, Patty. How are you? Good morning, Felicia. I'm doing awesome. How are you? I'm doing very well. I can't complain. Life is good, or I should say 2023 thus far has been exceptionally mind-blowing. <laughs> if I can yes. put it It's a great year. You know, I don't know, Felicia, if, if you found this, but not only do I feel like this, but I feel like just a lot different people I've been around this year uh -huh. in particular has just been, um, I don't know, people are seeing more of the possibility in this year in terms of growth and um, elevation uh, than I've seen in a while. And and I feel the same way. It's, I think there's been a lot of, you know, when we have challenges and 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 issues and problems that's you know when we're on a green growing edge of growing and I think that um, in a sense the world's been going through that as well as people personally and so you know like getting on the other side of that that's what I feel like 2023 is kind of 
you know, representing to many, um, even though there's still a lot of, you know, struggle and challenge out there, but putting out a different lens with it. And, um, and I just love that we're doing this, this, the big leap and, you know, all about the, you know, these upper limit problems and, and how to really get on the other side of them. I just think it's like just perfectly in alignment right now. Absolutely. I think we all need to be aware of this. I've read his book and it's amazing the content in that book. If any of you haven't had an opportunity to read this book, we highly recommend you do. There's so many gold nuggets in there. I'm going to start by just saying that there are typical ways that we upper limit ourselves. And the most common one is worry. When things are going well for us, our upper limit mechanism kicks in and we suddenly start worrying about things going wrong somehow. Now, when I read this, I thought to myself, hmm, I can surely relate to this. Every time I feel happy about something and things are going well, immediately it's as if I've hit my upper limit. The thought comes to mind that it's time to remind me of the concerns or whatever circumstances surrounding in my life. See, an excellent way to know if a worrying thought is something you should pay attention to is to ask yourself, is it a possibility? Like a moment ago, Patty, when you and I were talking, my kettle went off. And I'm thinking to myself, what, what, what would happen if that happened while I was out and about? And as I'm driving the car, I get the thought, did you turn off the kettle? Is there something I can do right this minute that would make a positive difference if I acted? Sometimes there's, there's, there's nothing we can do about it. It's a worry, but if you look at it, we, there's, it's out of our control. And so when we do that, when we are in that worry mode, what we're doing is we are blocking the flow of positive energy. Yeah, you, you know what I love? Um, uh, Gay Hendricks was talking about when he talked about worry is he said, it is usually not a sign that we're thinking about something useful when we worry. Because if yes. you think about worrying, worrying, you're kind of, you're projecting, you know, you're, you're, you know, we talked about imagination um, before, you know, one of our mental faculties and think about the power of the imagination. And yes, we can use it to create and, um, you know, and invent, um, and, and you can come from this place of possibility, but you can also use your imagination, you know, in ways that don't serve you. And it's like, oh my gosh, what if this happened? You know, what if this happened? What if this happened? And it's like, you don't even, it's not even real. And yet you're, you're going to that place of, um, you know, worst case scenarios. And if you think about it, most of the time worrying is when you're, we're thinking about something that's not useful, because, you know, why wouldn't you focus on what can I do in this situation versus worrying about all the worst case scenarios? And, you know, if you think about that, it is a waste of time when we worry. You know, it's one thing to be concerned, but then just to quickly be aware of, okay, is there something I can do about it? And like you said, if a lot of times you don't have control over it, then focus on something that you could do because just sit there and just fret over it. It's just going to send you into this place of constriction. And the upper limit is about expansion. Exactly. Worrying is never helpful or useful unless it's something that you can take immediate action to make a positive difference. And see, mm -hmm. this is what we have to remind ourselves. Every time we worry, we are blocking the flow of possible energy. 
And as mm-hmm. you mentioned a moment ago, Patty, we disrupt this positive energy flowing through us when we worry or criticize. And most of the time, <laughs> we worry about things that we have no control over. So yeah. this is what we're saying. The next time you worry, let go of the worry and instead focus on something else. Ask yourself, what positive new thing is perhaps trying to come through, to break through in my worrying? And I, unknowingly and unconsciously, I am blocking the flow. And you will know when you stop and ask yourself that question. You'll know right away by the way you feel. And this is intuitively. It's not going to be a thought or an idea. It's going to be a feeling that you have. So feel it deeply, whatever it is. Because when you do that, the answer will come to you. Then the answer will come to you as an idea that something positive is trying to break through. That is so amazing to know this. Imagine being aware of this fact that when you're worrying, not only are you blocking the flow of positive energy to break through and to to flow into you through and within you, but you're also in the moment during the you're you're just about to break through something. And this something, it could be something monumental, your vision, your dream, right? Absolutely. And and you know what? There's there's a question that I, I personally that I use and it's just so helpful to ground when we're worrying and we feel out of control, right? And you can't, there isn't, I love that the question of what can I do from where I am with what I have? Yes. And just to sit with that question. And it doesn't mean that you're going to have an answer to something very specific. Sometimes it's just, you know what? This is literally out of my hands so I can pray. You know, I mean, there's always something or sometimes an idea drops. I never thought about this because you're coming from that solution than coming from the problem. And so to me, that's always a very grounding question to ask, you know, just take a deep breath and just ask the question and just be quiet. And as you were saying, just, it's more intuitively, you know, the answers are within us. So, um, you know, that's, that's our inner GPS is our intuition. So yeah, yeah, that this was, this was kind of a very... This is a big one, I think, because, you know, every single day you can get worry yes. thoughts. And I think it's to be aware of it and, and to shift the way you even approach worrying. The next time you worry, just change the energy by asking yourself, oh, my God, I'm worrying. Number one, something great is about to break through. And number two, what was I thinking a moment ago that I was feeling happy? Once I hit that upper limit, the problem has to come back. The next time you're worrying. Stop focusing on the worry and just see what was I thinking a moment ago and what is about to break through. Can you imagine how much less worrying we're going to do once we become more and more aware of our upper limit problem? Absolutely. I mean, it's, 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 you know what, it's just, again, we were talking, I was just mentioning the um, imagination, which is one of our mental faculties. The other one that we're talking about is perception. Just put a different lens on how you look at worrying. You know, yes. because nine times out of 10, worrying is really just not useful. It's, 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 it's in a sense, a waste of time. Yes. So, you know, <laughs> instead focus on, like you said, what can I do from where I am with what I have? Yes. And, um, and, and, and something will drop in for you that, that will ground you and, and help you move into another action that takes you away from worrying. Absolutely. And the same thing applies with criticism and blame. When we blame someone or something, we're doing it because we've hit our upper limit and are trying to delay positive energy flow. Unknowingly, of course, we're not realizing this. So think about the next time you criticize or blame someone, 
in that moment, you're blocking the flow. Mm -hmm. We do a lot of criticizing and blaming and we have to stop ourselves and wonder why, why am I feeling this way? What, what has, what's happening right here and now? Oh, yes. I mean, absolutely. I mean, criticism and blame is when you're really um, not accepting responsibility. If you think about it, you're looking for, for an excuse, right? Yes. And they're just criticism and blame are behaviors that just literally don't serve you because at the end of the day, they're never really about producing a result. In a sense, you're, you're running away, you're hiding. And the mm -hmm. thing is, is there's, there's a, an expression um, that I love is when you lose your excuses, you find your result. And the point is, is your result, good, bad, or indifferent, when you can really look at your result, it helps you to, you know, be aware of behavior and, and you have the choice to change it. But if you're constantly making excuses and criticizing, you know, and blaming, then you're, you're in that victim's mindset. Poor me. Why does everything happen to me? And you literally aren't accepting any responsibility. And yet it's, it's our life is in our hands. It is absolutely our responsibility. And it's up to us to move through things and put the lens on that we want to put on. And, but I, I think when I look at, think of criticism and blame, I think to me, the opposite is take responsibility. You know, and yes, there's things out of our control, but you still have the responsibility. How am I going to react or respond? How am I going to move through this? And I think once you take responsibility, you stop criticizing and blaming. Absolutely. And that applies to anything in life. It's never about the other person. It's always about where we are in our own awareness. And it's about taking 100% responsibility. And I know to some, it may sound a bit off, when we are, when we're stuck in it, we are so convinced that no, I'm not with 100% responsibility. He or she is to blame. I'm asking to 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 view this from a different perspective, with a different lens, as my friend Patty mentioned, and just pause and say, why am I feeling the way I'm feeling? And and mm -hmm. a good example of deflecting is brushing off compliments, is an excellent example of deflecting. I know in the past, not so much now, in my early adult years, yeah, I was, I, it was difficult for me to receive a compliment. I'd brush mm -hmm. it, I'd deflect it with something else. So remember, the next time you're deflecting, pause and ask yourself why you're deflecting. Patty? Absolutely. <laughs> I, you know what, Felicia, I completely um, you know, align with, with the story you shared because I too found myself um, doing the same thing when I was younger is when people would compliment me, I would, but I, I didn't brush it off as much as I would um, kind of downplay it. Like you were saying, you know, I would, I would somehow dim diminish the compliment. And, and obviously I, I, I didn't realize that's what I was doing. And when I became aware of it, you know, what shift I made. And it was, it was so weird because it was uncomfortable at first. You think that this wouldn't be, but because I was just so used to always you know, diminishing. If somebody gave a compliment, I would somehow downgrade it, you know? Yeah. You know, and, and so I don't even remember who told me this, but I remember at some point somebody said, when somebody gives you a compliment, just say thank you. Yes. That's it. You don't have to explain anything, just say thank you. And so I started doing it and it was so odd because at first it felt weird, but then I, I got used to it. And then you realize you know, most people, when they're, well, you know, giving you a compliment, they really mean it. 
And in a sense, yeah. it's like, you know, we've talked before about it's one thing to give, you know, we, 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 yes. we can give, we can give compliments, we can, you know, give of our time and all that. But it's a whole nother thing to learn how to receive and receive graciously. And so I just thought, if nothing else, just say thank you. It's such a nice feeling, such a nice feeling. I say it easily, you know, I don't think about why he or she is saying that those thoughts don't even enter my mind. I get a compliment. Also, I will say thank you. And it also helps me give compliments with so much more ease and grace. You know, mm-hmm. when people, it's so nice to be able to compliment someone or, or say something nice about a person. So yeah, it's it's, it's a day and night. I I'm I'm such a different person when it comes to receiving compliments. I will say thank you, and when I say thank you, it's from the bottom of my heart. I really mean it. And so yeah. with that, Patty, we're gonna move on to the another reason why we we have a tendency of hitting our upper limit is when we squabble. <laughs> mm. Oh yeah. And this usually happens when things are going well. Once again, we crimp the flow of positive energy by starting a conflict. And now that conflict develops a life of its own. And sometimes that conflict lasts, could last hours, days, or even years. Now, when this is happening throughout this whole time, now you're dropping back to your area of competence and excellence, which is our own way of being. Whatever our the the the, the, the degree of our upper limit, once we hit there, we stay there and we're stuck. But there's no reason to stay stuck. This is why Patty and I are doing this podcast is to show you all we have to do is pause because you can, it's our time to expand and evolve into the person we were intended. And that means if we don't do it, then we're not working out of our genius zone. And then genius takes a back seat, if you want to put it that way. And our work is to create because you and I are creative beings. And with that Mm. in mind, as you mentioned a moment ago, Patty, each person has to be able to take 100% of responsibility for resolving any conflict, any discussion, any arguments, even though when you're in it and you feel stuck and it feels like, no way, I'm gonna break her legs if I can. You know, we're in the moment. We're not realizing it. I'm just saying to take a step back and just tell yourself the only way that we could resolve this conflict is by taking 100% responsibility each. It doesn't have to be between person to person. It could be between two businesses, two two countries. It's always about dividing up that 200% to equal 100% each. This is how you're going to solve the issue. Go ahead, Patty. Yeah, no, I, I think that you you explain this very well. Um, and and it's funny because when you aren't in the midst of it, it's always easy to, easier to see the picture when you're not in the frame of your own life. Yes. But to me, this one was just a reminder and an eye-opener, you know, arguments. Um, Gay Hendricks um, said that if we can learn to see arguments as upper limit symptoms, then you can make big breakthroughs in getting beyond them there's tremendous practical value in making this move. And it really did help me to, to kind of look at this piece of it because, you know, he was talking about how, why do arguments occur? You know, usually it's caused between two people or two countries or two, two businesses or two teams or whatever, but it's between, you know, not just one person. And so if you think about it, there's, if, if, 
if we take this idea of taking responsibility, each of us, for our actions, for our words, right, for our even our intentions, you know, and and you you don't throw the responsibility on somebody else, even if somebody misunderstood you. The point is, is then you like think about in an argument. You know, I had this happen kind of recently where I was feeling um, misunderstood in an argument, and um, I realized that I was, you know starting to take it in a sense personally, because, you know, it, that was not my intention. But the point was when I kind of stopped and like really thought about it, it doesn't matter if my intention was one thing in the, in a discussion. It was, I didn't express it in a way that the person understood it the way my intention was. And rather get to and get offended by it, just understand it's my responsibility then to just recognize I'm not communicating in a way that's putting my attention out there. So it's up to me to kind of reframe how I'm communicating, but it's not the person's fault that they're reacting in a way and they're taking it the wrong way. And so I think when we make things so personal, you know, and, you know, we, we, at the end of the day, I think that with all of these different um, upper limit things that come up at the end of the day, it is literally about taking responsibility for your life, taking responsibility for your actions, for your words at the end of the day. And it's not even about blaming yourself, but it's just about saying, you know what? Okay. I need to, I need to step back. I need to take a breath. I need to, you know, put another, you know, put another lens on this, you know, for whatever reason, you know, it's sometimes in an argument, it might just be, I got to walk away just so, you know, we both need to kind of cool off. But again, that's still taking responsibility rather than just digging your heels in just, you've got to make your point. So Absolutely. with that said, Patty, uh, you're spot on. I'm going to take this in for a landing. What I would like to, to end with is, first of all, we didn't talk much about it, but keep, uh, commit to keeping an attitude of wonder. Whenever you're pausing, you have a worry, you're blaming, you're criticizing, and you pause and you take a step back. Always wonder, be playful with, with, with what you're thinking. What was I doing a moment ago? What's trying to break through? Be playful. And as you're doing this, you're, you're learning you're learning more about your upper limit behavior. There's a sentence that I want to leave my leave our listeners with. I commit to discovering my upper limit behaviors and having a good time while I'm learning about them. Have a good time as you're learning about it. Learn with a spirit of wonder and enjoyment versus an attitude of criticism. Here's what Patty and I covered today as far as upper limit behaviors. We covered worrying blame and criticism, getting sick or hurt, squabbling, and, um, you know, hiding significant feelings from the people that we love. Embrace a new story that speaks to you about your vision and adventures, where? In your zone of genius, by using your creative faculties. Patty mentioned two out of six. Your creative faculty, one would be imagination, your perception. This is how you create the world that you love. Patty, over to you. Yeah. Um, you know, at the end of the day, our upper limit is about contraction, right? Yes. It's about staying small. And so the antidote is to expand beyond that thermostat setting, that comfort zone of, you know, this is where I'm comfortable. I mean, you know, we're meant to grow and evolve until we take our last breath. And you're not going to grow and evolve when you're stuck, you know, under an upper limit problem. And it's not about the way people view us. It's about the way we view ourselves. 
And there's a mantra that Gay Hendricks um, mentions in his book. And I wrote this down on an index card. And I have, I say it every day when I kind of do my own meditation and all that. It's always part of it. And I just love it. And I don't even have to look at it anymore because I know it by heart. Uh But I, I think it's a wonderful thing to adopt. And it's this. I expand in love, success, and abundance every single day as I inspire those around me to do the same. And I love that because I love it. Yes. As, as we evolve and we take the action, it does inspire those around us instead of, you know, it makes me think about even, you know, having kids or say you're a teacher or a coach where you're affecting um, younger people. At the end of the day, we can tell them and teach them, but the best thing we can do is to show them by our own actions. And so to me, um, you know, it, it's it's always about recognizing when we hit a wall, there's got to be some upper limit issue. And that's when you kind of go within. You ask yourself some of these questions we talked about and your awareness just it expands the minute that you stop and you you ask yourself those questions. And it's, I, I mean, to me, this was so mind blowing because it's just, in some ways, the idea of it is simple. But then the recognizing and making the shift is the part that can be challenging. But it's like anything. When you replace an old behavior that's not serving you with a new behavior, it takes a little bit of time. But, you know, you know, you you do the new behavior enough and it does become just another new habit for you. And, you know, that's what this is all about. That's what our life our journey is about on this earth. So anyway, I just I love this chapter. I love this book. It's just been such a reminder, you know, of, um, you know, that our life is really in our hands. It's up to us. I'll just say one more time, because I find this is so important, adopting an attitude of wonder instead of blame. Mm-hmm. And to be lighthearted about noticing your upper limit behaviors is what's going to help you make progress faster than you criticize yourself for every little thing. So you can actually make extraordinary rapid progress if you're willing to adopt a, a playful attitude, be playful toward yourself and your shortcomings. And with that said, thank you, Patty, for another fantastic segment. Mm-hmm. Really been an honor and a privilege to spend this time with you, our listener. Stay tuned for the next episode when Patty and I return to discuss how to make every moment an expression of your genius. So until next time, love and light wherever you are. Yes, have an awesome week, everyone. <laughs>